Welcome! This is Lindsay Lawless, founder of Boss Woman Community, as well as accountant, money coach, and business mentor. You are listening to Boss Woman Radio, where women leaders vulnerably share their stories of hardship, take time to celebrate their wins, and create space for other women to heal and grow. Get ready to own your confidence and step into your power to increase your impact and change the world. This episode is sponsored by Boss Women Working Hours, a virtual space created to support women in setting intentions and ignoring the urgent to focus on what's truly important. Through the accountability in this community, you can work with purpose on those things in your life and business that move the needle and take you to the next level. Hi, Louisa. Hello, Lindsay. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing great. So good to finally talk with you again. Yeah, absolutely. You too. Thank you so much for taking some time out and hopping on with us today. I really appreciate it. Um, I, I'd love to take a minute to uh, kind of let you introduce yourself to a little bit about what you do um, and how you work with women and all that great stuff. Awesome. So I like to call myself a business and vacation strategist. So I love supporting women entrepreneurs and taking at least eight weeks of vacation while making more money. And I do this because I think it's so important, right? Like us having our own business, we really deserve to have time off because we're always thinking about work. We're always thinking of business ideas while we're laying in bed, while we're up in the morning, when we're with friends. And so we really deserve to have the time off that we want. And most of us also create our own business so that we have freedom, but then we Mm -hmm. end up overworking, as you know. Yeah. Um, and so I believe that through boundaries and shifting how we experience failure and confrontation and all these good juicy stuff, we're able to actually create the lifestyle we want while making more money. So that's my jam. And so I lead a course called the School of Audacity. It's a four month course for women entrepreneurs to go through a whole journey with me and actually create that. I love that. Um, so full disclosure to everyone listening, Louisa is also my coach and I've went through this program. So we'll talk a little bit more about that later, but I just want, uh, you know, to speak kind of to that and say that in terms of the transformation that I've seen in my life and what that's done for me around creating those boundaries and around taking more time off and approaching my business, kind of being on top of my business rather than being in my business and feeling like it's a cage has been like a huge transformation for me. Um, So it's totally, I mean, it's honestly a huge catalyst into why Boss Woman community is what it is today. So Thank you for that, Louisa. Oh, you're so welcome. (laughs) Um, But I'd love to hear a little bit more about kind of what inspired you to start your journey as an entrepreneur and a coach. Sure. So I was really into personal development as like once I became 18 years old, actually, is when I got into it. Mm -hmm. I love taking different seminars and looking at how I was viewing the world and what my own filters and beliefs were um, and what was impacting all of my decisions and how I experienced myself. And so I loved taking seminars and classes on that stuff. And so when I was in college, I studied business and then I went to France. I studied abroad in France for a year and I fell in love with traveling. Yeah. Right. And meeting new people and talking to people from all different cultures and having really deep, vulnerable conversations and really understanding their values and their whys. Um, And I also fell in love with traveling alone from having a few like bad travel partners. 
Yeah. Um, I decided after that, like, screw this. I'm not going with anyone. I'm going to go by myself and <laughs> do what I want when I want. And so I ended up love falling that. in love with that. And it was so much fun. Um, and that really supported me in building a whole new relationship with trusting myself. I got to really hear my intuition and know that I could count on myself in any situation. And, and of course, it, that came through lots of like little breakdowns. Whether it was having, like, for example, the first time it happened was was when I had um, a place, a friend's friend apartment I was supposed to be staying at in Barcelona. And I got there at midnight and I didn't speak a lick of Spanish. And the person wasn't showing up at the door. And I thought I was going to, and I was on a street full of brothels and I was terrified. And long story short, I just kept listening to that little whisper that um and listening to that whisper allowed me to talk to her already and like become friends with her and i got to i found a place to stay and also created a good friend for that week and it was awesome right but like through these like difficult situations and breakdowns that was the thing that helped me really hear that whisper and listen to it while my thoughts and all the fears in my head were going rampant and um, so, yeah, so I forget where I was going with this. Oh, what got me into coaching and consulting. Yeah. Anyways, that was um, my, I fell in love with traveling, fell in love with talking to people about their bucket list and what they wanted to do before they died. And that was my jam. And then I went back to finish my last year of college, got um, a really cushy job and I hated it. And every, <laughs> and every day I would, I was reading the four hour, hour work week by Tim Ferriss. Love that book. It's so good. And I would hide it in my bag because I didn't want any of my managers to see that that was my dream, even though I didn't know what I wanted to do in my bu- in my future business. Um, and I would read it during my lunch break, my 30 minute lunch break. And it was my dirty little secret. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then I, um, I quit my job after three months. And I took another job where I made really bad money, but I was really happy. And that's yeah. when I got really connected to my 10-year vision and how I wanted to be a coach. And so I invested in myself, did a year-long program. And over the last six years, I've been coaching entrepreneurs from people who've started their business through um, people who've had their business for over 10 years. And it's really been, it's been so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. I love that you you know, really took time to line up with what that vision is for you and listen to that whisper. Cause I know that's something that's so hard to even, I mean, for one tap into, you know, there's so much kind of noise and simulation, whether it's in society, especially living in the city Mm -hmm. um, and kind of all these mixed signals about what you're supposed to be doing and how you should be spending your time and what's important and um, kind of like what defines success. So I love that you had the, you know, pun intended audacity mm-hmm. uh, to really step into that and to really listen to that whisper and to like pursue what you really knew was like meant for you and how it was kind of this organic, lovely dance of it just coming to be rather than, you know, this kind of forceful um, transition that I think a lot of time we feel like is necessary when we start to branch out and start to think about our entrepreneurial desires. Yeah. yeah. So I love that. I know you talked a little bit about some of the challenges that you faced along the way you know, navigating kind of your soul's purpose, but I'd love to hear a little bit more about some of the challenges that you faced kind of once you went full time after you kind of stuck it to the corporate job and decided what you wanted to create and how you wanted to work with women. Um, Some of the challenges that you faced as you kind of started to build your career and started to build your coaching practice. Yeah, thanks. Well, 
in the beginning, a lot of my challenges were around my parents mm-hmm. um, uh-huh. wanting me to get a real job, right? They kept saying, when are you going to get a real job? When are you going to get a real job? My dad would make all these jokes about how um, work isn't supposed to be club med. That was his whole saying. Like, Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> like, even just, like, taking calls or working outside in the backyard to him was ridiculous. So... <laughs> Um, and then also, I didn't really feel fully understood by my friends. I didn't feel like they really got what I was going after, what I was creating. And all of their parents had so much unwanted advice for me. Um, oh, mm-hmm. I got. I also <laughs> would go to tons of networking events with old crotchety men. And they didn't understand anything I was doing. They didn't understand anything about personal development. Um, but I would have so many awkward and uncomfortable conversations with them about what I did and offering sessions. And I didn't even know that there were communities with young, um, with young entrepreneurs around because I was <laughs> in the middle of Jersey. And so I just didn't find them. Right. So it was full of old crotchety men. Um, <laughs> and then after that, when I started actually like building my business and doing really well, um, then I started having different kinds of issues because for me, my yeah. whole life, my whole business, right. I was constantly waiting to make six figures for me. Once I made six figures, I would be successful. That was what I decided. And so sure. finally I got there, I was making six figures. I was 25 years old and I realized, and I had a maxed out schedule mm-hmm. and it didn't feel the way I thought I was going to feel right. And I thought I was going to be like, I'm on top of the world. I'm awesome. But instead all of my thoughts were about keeping six figures. What if yeah. I dipped down and it like my whole, everything I was focusing on started to become even more stressful. And so sure. I had already maxed out my clients. Yay, New York. <laughs> okay, cool. I wasn't sure we could hear that. I was going to pause for you. Okay, so I had already maxed out on all of my availability. Um, with all of the clients that I could have, right, with my time mm-hmm. without driving sure. myself crazy. So I was maxed out. I couldn't really take on anymore. But I was so focused on my future that I took on two new potential clients. And I can still remember going to meet them in New York City, going on the subway. And I kept having different thoughts, like, do I want them? Do I want to raise my rates? Do I want to change my business model? Like, is this really what I want? Yeah, uh, but I kind of just put all of those thoughts, like I just pushed them away and like didn't allow myself to really be with them. Yeah, um, and so I can still remember getting on the subway, my about to go meet them, and my back started to clench up, and I couldn't stand straight anymore, and I was having a hard time standing, and I had to ask this man to get up and take his seat, and I didn't know what was going on. I was really scared because I was really confused. I was nervous that I was going to have to cancel all my clients, these potential clients. I was going to mm-hmm. look like a flake and I was going to look really bad. Um, and I didn't know what to do. So I just kind of like sucked it up. I was still committed to making the meetings. I tried to get off the subway and I couldn't. I had to have someone help me off the subway, which was so embarrassing. And then yeah. I still tried to go, but I couldn't walk. Right? I was really committed to not looking badly and not looking like a flake. And I couldn't make it. I canceled on them last minute. I had to have my boyfriend come get me from the subway, which was horrible. It was just so painful and embarrassing and terrifying. I didn't know if I was going to get paralyzed. Like, I didn't know what was going on. And so I ended up being... I can only imagine. Yeah, it was horrible. So I was in bed for three days. I couldn't get out, right? I was, like, stuck in bed. I I had to cancel all my meetings, had to cancel everything. The first day, I was pissed. 
um, I was angry because I realized that making six figures was not worth all of the stress and that the stress mm-hmm. was the thing that created my back pain. And the second day I realized that I need, needed to make myself a priority and create all new boundaries in my business because I'd been working in the evenings. I'd been working mm-hmm. in, in the mo- early in the mornings before, when I, before the time I would like to work. I was working and taking some calls when I was on vacation with my family. I would just have a call or so in the morning before the beach day. And everything was negotiable. All of my plans were negotiable based on when my clients needed me. Because I was re- really wanted to be nice and I really wanted them to be happy. And so I decided that last, the third day that I was stuck in bed, that I would um, take off. I would only work three weeks going forward each month. And I would take off the last week or two so that I could actually have a life and enjoy myself and enjoy all the hard work that I've been creating, yeah. right? And so... Um, yeah, I forgot the question you asked me, but I hope that answers it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it totally does. So essentially, it was around like kind of the biggest challenges, like branching out into being a coach. And I think, you know, you really hit the nail on the head with that, which is the main takeaways being that, yeah, financial goals are great. Financial metrics are important. And you want to make six figures. You want to do this. You want to do that in your business. Um, but simultaneously, like it's about having a life and it's about not killing yourself in the process. And it's about living in a way that's balanced and holistic and sustainable, So I think that, you know, what you talked about with instilling boundaries in your business and how that was really a catalyst for change for you and also, you know, kind of a breaking point. Um, It's something that's so relatable for so many women entrepreneurs because so often we do just kind of like get going, meaning that when you first get started out, you take whatever business you can get, you do the things that you need to do to generate the income to get you where you need to go. And sometimes that means compromising situations with clients. Sometimes that means overextending yourself. And I think it's really important, like you said, to check yourself Mm -hmm. and to think that like, this isn't working, this isn't feasible. And how am I going to create new boundaries around that? And how am I going to instill new systems that are going to allow me to facilitate a life that I actually want to live in a business that I enjoy working in and that I feel good in? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's so funny, right? Because we all create a business. Most Most of the time we're creating a business because we want freedom. But then mm-hmm. we end up overworking ourselves and working all the time in the evenings, on the weekends, checking our emails, being on social media, doing all work-related stuff. So we end up mm-hmm. working way more than our nine to five. And that's not why we started a business. And so it's our responsibility to create boundaries for ourselves and for others so that we can actually have a life and enjoy all of the other things we love doing. Because even though we love our business and we love the difference we're making, like, a lot of my clients say that. They're like, oh, but I love working on the weekends because I love what I do. <laughs> yeah. Right? I'm like, I know it. I get it. Like, I love what I do, too. And, and we're lucky that we chose the right business so that we can feel so fulfilled. Yeah. And I'm sure you love other things, too, right? Like, I love snorkeling right. and I love hiking and I love being in nature and I love looking at different leaves and plants in different countries. I love getting lost. I love having friends over for dinner. There are so many things that I love and we want to make time for all of the things we love, but we have to do that through making really clear decisions and setting really clear boundaries for ourselves first. Yeah, a hundred percent. And honestly, like, you know, in my life and my business in particular, that's been the biggest catalyst for my own happiness and fulfillment and from really like getting out of like, kind of the rat race mentality, or again, mentioning like the kind of inhibiting of freedom where it starts to become a cage in your own business. Um, That's been the biggest transition for me in the last six months to a year has been going from, okay, I met my salary goals and I make this much money to really 
starting to think, okay, how aligned is this with my kind of the impact that I want to have in the world and my soul's mission as a whole? And how can I tweak this system to get even closer to that and to feel even more free, to feel even more pleasurable, to feel even more empowered by my business? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really proud of you for doing that because it takes most entrepreneurs many more years before, if they even get to a place where they realize they can choose that. Yeah, 100%. And I think like you, you know, you really nailed it too, whenever you said that um, we didn't become entrepreneurs to work and live like that. Mm -hmm. You know, like I was, I was in the corporate world working 40 to 50 hours a week, plus having side businesses and side hustles and constant projects to where I would be working six days a week, 10 to 12 hours a day. Um, And I would just be constantly frazzled. Like I couldn't even, like we talked about, you know, touched on before about the whisper of your intuition. I couldn't even hear that. It was so hard for me to silence just like the chaos of being in constant go mode and how that feels internally Um, and kind of like the frazzling of what that does to you that I mean, I couldn't even tap into that. It took me a while of creating silence and space after quitting my job to really be able to hear that again. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I do think that's something that's so important. And I know I know you talked a bit about kind of what led you to coaching um, and how you built your practice, but I'd love to hear a bit about kind of like that, that moment, or maybe the combination of experiences that led you to the epiphany of kind of finding your kismet client and really operating in the space that lights you up, specifically around coaching women around their businesses. Yeah, so for me, as you know, I was coaching men and women in the past. Mm -hmm. And I realized a few things. So one, I realized that I had way more fun talking to women about their businesses, Mm -hmm. because their businesses were always around and connected to their purpose, but also Mm -hmm. they were connected to making a bigger difference on the planet. And a lot of the men I coached, I had fun coaching them too, but it was different. It was different because they were really focused on their success, but they didn't really care about having a life or having time off. Like that wasn't important to them. Um, Mm -hmm. And not everyone, but some of them, right? And so anyways, I realized that for me, the women, uh, the women I was serving, they were just so much more fun. and I felt so much lighter and it just felt great. Right. So, and the other thing too, I noticed was that whether the women were in their first year of business or whether they had had their business for over 10 years, it was all the same stuff in the way of them getting to the next level, their relationship with failure, their relationship with wanting others to like them being nice and flexible for others taking care of people, not wanting to make others uncomfortable or having others be disappointed, not wanting to initiate confrontation. There are so many, so many, so many things that were in the way of them having what they really desired. And they Mm -hmm. were all the same blocks. And that's why I created the School of Audacity. It's a four-month intensive program that you went through. And it's Mm -hmm. all designed around all of the blocks and limiting beliefs that are in the way of women getting to where they want in their business. And it's a combination of training and education and coaching and consulting um, to have people really focus on where they are and where they want to be and creating that while also making sure that they're scheduling and taking off at least eight weeks a year of vacation and making way more money. (laughs) Yes. And I love, I can totally, um, you know, just in my own experience, even lately in particular, kind of validate what you said in terms of honing in on your niche and really kind of realizing that you know who you want to work with. And while you can service all the people who you really love to service, 
is, you know, women, specifically women entrepreneurs. And I was recently um, giving a talk at kind of <laughs> the crotchety old man conference <laughs> that you mentioned. It was a combination. It was a mix. Uh-huh. I, you know, if anyone <laughs> that was there is listening to this, <laughs> it was a mix of people. There were some women in the audience. There were some older men. Um, it was, you know, in Midtown at one of these larger offices, one of these bigger firms in a conference room. Um, but there was a good mix. There were some people in tech. There were some people um, kind of in the creative space as well as, you know, the, the crotchety old men, if you will. <laughs> um, so, but anyhow, I gave a presentation and the first half of the presentation was, um, as some of the people put it, very woo-woo. Uh, meaning that I talked a lot about um, the emotional and spiritual components around your relationship with money and healing money trauma and what that really means. So the feedback I got at the end, because the a main purpose of this was really to get feedback. It was a very like interactive, open discussion kind of forum um, about really honing in like a pitch and presentation and like putting your message out there, all that good stuff. So a lot of the feedback that I got, it was completely divided. The men were like, I just want to like stick to the facts. I need strategies. Like, what did you do for them? How did it end? Um, and, and then all the women were like, I loved it. I want more of it. Like I could have listened to you for hours. So it just made it so clear. Yeah. I was like, okay, well that's cause I know my target market right. because it is about women healing money trauma, mm-hmm. women creating sustainable wealth for themselves. And something that I'm doubling down on because I know it's so necessary. Right. It's like you said, there's so many themes for women, whether that comes from, um, like belief systems around money, uh, not feeling of not enough or worthy of even holding that money once you do start to get to that place in your business. There's just like so many levels of that. And I think that this experience of being a woman in particular, and you know, not to get too far off on tangent because we could go on forever about this, but particular under the environment of the patriarchy, it makes it very much so the same. And what I mean by that is a lot of us women are facing similar experiences and similar emotions and similar feelings around our business and around our belief system and around kind of what's blocking us in terms of the infrastructure and the system. Um, And it's something that, you know, as a woman yourself navigating this in your business, it's something that's so much closer to your heart. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, oh, no, go ahead, please. I was just going to say one last thing, which is, um, it's really normal to not know who we, we want to serve. Like we might have a huge general idea of all the people we want to help and that's okay, but it's so important to choose one group and try to get clear about who you think you might have a lot of fun serving. We we really want to be focused on what would be fun for us because if it's fun, it's easy to go easier to go through the ups yeah. and the downs, right? But then once you choose one group of people that you want to serve, then you'll realize inside of inside of that group, which people are fun and which people you can't stand. And that will help you get more and more and more clear and like move that needle and that arrow into a different place. Sure. Mm -hmm. I completely agree with you. And kind of, um, you know, on that point, I'm curious to hear a little bit about how, you know, your life and your business have been transformed through this process, through coaching women around this, through kind of like honing in on what your really real niche is and really being able to kind of serve in your best ability to the people that need your services the most. Yeah. I think that the biggest difference has been the, the joy and the fulfillment I feel through getting really, really clear over all of these years about who would be the most fun for me to serve. Because now when I work with clients, I don't have, I also have lots of boundaries, of course, and lots of ways that I screen people to make sure we're a really good fit. And one of the number one things that I make sure before I work with anyone 
is I want to make sure that I actually enjoy them and that I would have fun working with them because I've worked with many clients who drive me crazy and I am so committed to my own peace of mind and my own pleasure and my own joy. So I do my best to screen out all those people who I think might drive me a little nuts. And I think everyone (laughs) should do that because it makes life. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. It makes life and business a way more peaceful when you do, when you make that a priority. Yeah. Um, But now it's just so fun because I get to be around women who are passionate, driven, who hustle and who really care about the difference they're making. And then I get to support them in, moving and changing their whole business model around making more money and having time off. It's just fun. I don't know how to explain it. I'm really lucky. (laughs) (laughs) No, I totally agree with you. And I mean, it is fun. Like every time, man, like I can, I could like go on for hours, but about this one, but like every time that I like get off a call with you or every time that I'm on like a call with like the group of ladies, uh, I just feel immediately lit up, immediately inspired, immediately like really driven and called. And to be honest, like uh, this, like this entire journey that I've gone on in terms of money consciousness coaching and really branching into the space of like creating this book, all of that came from inspiration Mm -hmm. from like having calls with you and like to the point where I was like, I had this idea in like my heart of like, oh, I'll write a book in a couple of years, like in two or three years, maybe I'll think about it. And then like, we just got off a call one day and all of a sudden like the, the framework for the entire book, like the entire outline just came to me mm-hmm. and I just started typing. I got on my computer and I wrote the entire skeleton and like within two weeks I had like a quarter of the book done. Amazing. And it was just, it was crazy because it was like, and again, it was just like finally creating that space and creating those boundaries in my business and creating those systems and having that support group specifically, you know, through everything that you offer and the women that are a part of the program. It really gave me the opportunity to start to hear my intuition and to start to know that like, this is it. It wasn't like struggling to try to think about what sounded good and what people wanted to hear. It was really like, this is it. It was just like a digital download from the divine. Um, something, I mean, similar to like what you can accomplish through meditation and so many other kind of tools, but it's crazy because it, and you know, it just happened from being in that space and creating that kind of energy with other women. So I think, you know, it speaks volumes about how you work with clients as well as like feeding back into really like how you've been, been able to work with these women who have these huge dreams and these huge impacts that they're going to make on the world to really kind of increase the consciousness of the planet as a whole. Right. And I think that that's something that's so powerful. Um, I'm curious too. So what else is new for you this year? So this year I am really interested in two main things. So one, I want to master and figure out how to slow down time. So that's my. I've seen some themes of that from some things you posted. So that makes sense. Yeah, you know, because time goes by so quickly, and I feel like my whole life is just zooming by, and so I'm really interested in slowing it down. And so I haven't mastered it yet, but I'm really working on noticing when it goes by more slowly and trying Mm -hmm. to capture those moments and trying to bring more of those things into my everyday. Um, and then the other thing I'm really interested in this year is getting reconnected to art. I used Love to be called the arts and crafts girl as a little kid. <laughs> and all the DIY projects where you like, on, Oh, uh, all of them. I love them. I would Pinterest, watch Etsy. Um, yeah, well, before <laughs> then, I <laughs> know I was more like super into like, I would do, I would have styrofoam little balls and I'd put tissue paper around them and make bugs and I would paint and I'd have all the <laughs> keychains and I was just super into arts and crafts. That was my jam. And I think something happened in middle school when I changed schools where I decided I wasn't good enough at art anymore. And I slowly started to pull away. 
And then I stopped making time for it in college and afterwards. And I just really want to get reconnected to art because I feel like it's one of the things that slows down time. But I also yeah. feel like that's powerful. A, yeah, there's like a whole other world of expression and a whole other space of, I don't know, like time and presence and something else like lives inside of it. And so I started playing with watercolors recently and I'm really, oh, awesome. yep. And I'm interested in getting back into photography and I would love to get into ceramics. So that's my, that's my goal for this year. That's so cool. And I actually, uh, funny enough, I took a pottery class in college and got an elective for it. Mm. Um, and it was like a once a week night class for three hours, but I made some of the coolest stuff and I loved that class. And it's so funny because this was like when I was like, you know, going to school to, for business, to be an accountant and living my (laughs) more like stark, stark, like do what you think you're supposed to do life for lack of better words. Did you, Um, did you, did you have the experience of, I did it in college too. I took a ceramics class and it was so funny because I'd been away from art for so long when I did the class. I can remember, you know, if your finger goes in the, the clay the wrong way, the whole freaking pot is ruined. Right. Yeah. And it's part of the experience, right? It's part of creating <laughs> Yeah, art. you have to learn. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't always go the way you want. You have to like play, whatever. But I can remember having the exact same emotions as getting a math problem wrong when that would happen. And I'd be like, damn <laughs> it. And it'd be like the super serious, significant thing. It, it was really fun. <laughs> it was a great learning experience. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of like reflects entrepreneurship too. It's like, I don't know, the clay, I don't know what the analogy would be, but maybe like the clay is the market or something. And it's like, if you, things are going to happen that are sometimes in your side of your control and sometimes outside of your control. And if you can't like kind of go with the swing and be kind of malleable and flexible, then it's not going to come out the way that you want. Like you have to like kind of take the clay as it comes. (laughs) I love that. I think you're right on. I see it. I get it. You're so right. Mm Mm-hmm. So um, I'd love to hear a bit about, you know, kind of how women can work with you, how they can connect with you, what's the easiest way to do that. Um, And again, you know, just so that you guys have a little bit more insight in terms of how Louisa works with clients. Um, Her program, Audacity, has completely transformed the way that I approach my life, the way I approach my business. Uh, It's not even just on a business level. I know that like people ask this all the time. They're like, is this going to affect my life or is this going to affect my business or kind of like what elements? And it literally is everything. Like my relationships are transformed. My relationship with my husband is transformed. My relationship with my friends are transformed. The boundaries that I have around the satisfaction that I feel from my husband, from my friends, from my family is so much greater because I've been able to create these boundaries. And then like that, none of that even includes the actual business benefits of really being able to take more time off, increase the money that I'm making and feel powerful through my business and feel like it's a tool and a resource that's helping me to impact more and more women rather than something that's kind of holding me back and holding me down. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's so huge. Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's because we are the foundation of our business. And when we have a breakthrough in our, bu- in our business, we end up having a breakthrough in that same area in our personal lives because it's all the same stuff, right? It's all the same content. Mm-hmm. Um, so thanks for sharing that. The best two ways to connect with me, one, follow me on Instagram at Louisa Megan. And then the second thing is come join a free webinar. I lead webinars on how to create eight weeks of vacation each year. And it's a 60 minute free webinar. I lead them live, um, a few times each, some months, not all the time. Right. So come go to my website, louisamegan.com. 
and it's Louisa with a Z, L-O-U-I-Z-A-M-E-G-A-N.com. Check me out. Go look, click on the link where it says the eight-week vacation plan and sign up for a webinar. And I'll see you there, and I look forward to meeting you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, before we hop off, if you could give one tip or research, resource to the boss women and entrepreneurs that are listening, what would it be? I would say get really clear about what your availability is for your clients and your potential clients and stop allowing them to choose what time works for them. Instead, I want you to get clear about when you actually want to work and when you want to be available for people. And I want you to control the conversation in a way so that you say to them, hey, let's look at some of my availability. This is when I'm free. Tell me when a time works for you. And then give them your availability because I want you to actually have off when you went off and work when you want to work and have your business support your life. And the number one way to do that, like the first place to start, is to have other people work themselves out around your schedule. So make yourself a priority. I think that's a good one to start with. Yes, I love that. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much, Louisa, for hopping on here with me. Thank you for all of the golden nuggets that you've shared. I think that it's so powerful, everything that you're doing for women. And it's just it's so transformative and it's just so incredible the opportunities to really create this space for yourself and to really be able to like feel happy and fulfilled because success is not all about making six figures and making seven figures. It's really about like how you feel like you get to go through life and is that joyful and pleasurable or is that awkward and painful and stressful and that really is within our grasp. It really is like you mentioned, kind of our responsibility to create these boundaries to build the life that we desire. Mm -hmm, for sure. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, Lindsay. Hey, boss woman. It's Lindsay here. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode. We hope you got tons of value from it. And we can't wait to see what transformations you're able to activate in your life and business. Come hang out with us on Instagram and tag us for an opportunity to brag about your progress and celebrate your wins with our community. If you enjoyed this episode and Boss Women Radio, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a review. Seriously, this helps us so much to reach more women, activate their purpose, and increase our impact.